Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mikey intern Ned Reynolds in the studio. It's Friday. I'm going over my bracket with Ned. I got 11 out of 16. That's not bad. That's you know, yeah, not bad at all. You could you could win whatever happens the uh, situation that you're in. You could, uh, you it's could possible. It's possible. Uh, but like I said before we started, my uh, upsets didn't upset, and the ones that I thought weren't going to did. For example, who would have thought Furman would beat Virginia? Furman did. <laughs> well, of course they did. Did you? No. Uh, although Virginia, interestingly enough, in their history, has been the upset victim. They were the very first and so far only number one seed ever yeah, to lose to a I 16. remember that. It was Mol- uh, Baltimore, Maryland County that, that beat them. I'm sorry, Maryland, Baltimore County had transposed them. The, that was uh, several years ago, and here's Virginia losing again. There's just something about maybe their psychology. No, the one that surprised me was Arizona and Princeton. Princeton. Yeah, I saw that, and I was like, holy moly. But you know what? Mizzou looked real good. They did down the stretch. For much of that game, they did not. And they're a better team than Utah State. Uh, Missouri had a very slow start. They looked sluggish. They looked rusty. They looked as though they hadn't played in a while, and they haven't. Not in a week. And there's a big difference between playing and practicing. You have to, one certainly augments the other. But in this case, Missouri didn't look very good. They were helped by the fact that Utah State, which is one of the nation's better three-point shooting teams, couldn't hit their backside. They were way, way off. And as a result, Missouri was able to maintain a four or five point lead and then down the stretch put them away. So that's a big win. A part of that, part of the reason that Missouri was sluggish was Utah State's rather, it's called a junk defense. They shift from man to man to to a zone and then back and forth and it really confused Missouri much of the time. But over and above that, Missouri gets the win and the Tigers go on to the second round and they will play the Princeton Tiger out of the Ivy League. Just a very, very big surprise and yet Mike, I was on hand and watched Princeton. This is about 20, 25 years ago when Georgetown was a national power. Mm -hmm. And Princeton took them right to the wire, lost by one point. Princeton's Ivy League, they don't have any athletic scholarships. They do have grants, but not, not athletic scholarships as such. But it's also one of the most elite academic institutions in the world, not just the country, in the world. These kids are all very, very bright. And as a result, I think they're able to sustain a level of attack that is that is really the antithesis of what you see in basketball. They'll slow it down. They'll back pick. They usually have pretty good shooters. And they did yesterday, and they came from behind and beat Arizona 59-55. So it'll be Princeton versus Mizzou. I do think this is a clear path for Mizzou to get to the Sweet 16 now. Um, if they get by Princeton, well, we'll have, see. Course, have to, we'll have see. to win every game. Yep, but. we'll see. And not every team is not going to be able to shoot the ball, so they better come ready. <laughs> All right. Kansas made it look pretty easy against Howard, and Arkansas obviously beat Illinois. So those two face each other on Saturday. Talk about a game. That would be a very good game. A very good game. KU was a 96-68 winner over Howard. Those games are in Des Moines, incidentally. And then Arkansas and Illinois, and Arkansas had the lead all the game, the entire game. 
The Illini, that's a strange team. They have some big-time athletes, good shooters, but they simply can't seem to win on a consistent basis. And Arkansas did yesterday, 10 points, maintained that 10-point lead or more most of the game, and they come away with a win. Yeah, KU-Arkansas will be a very, very good and solid match for the Jayhawks. Kansas kind of fooled around with Howard for a little while in the early going and then put him away toward the end of the first half and win at 96-68. So, yeah, that's, that's a nice win for the Jayhawks. Um, it was kind of a bittersweet day yesterday. State championships came to an end, and this will be the last time it's in Springfield for probably five years. I'm going to guess the contract is probably five years. That's what it usually is. Competition was in Class 4 yesterday, and the championships in Class 4 are today, and then 5 and 6 are today and tomorrow. So, yeah, this is kind of nostalgic for us down here. We've had a five-year, actually a little bit longer than that because of COVID a six-year run with the state championships, and it's been a lot of fun having it here. Class 4, the semifinals all yesterday. Central from Park Hills in their boys' competition did win. And then Vashon, which is very good, knocked off Father Tolton Catholic from Columbia, 49-45. Championship game between those two is today. In girls, the Central team from Park Hills lost. They lost to St. Joseph Benton, but the Vashon girls won. So Vashon has... Both of their teams playing for state championships. Bashan will play Southern Boone that championships today at four. That's the class four championships. Now today in classes five and six, we do have some area representatives. The West Plains and Carl Junction girls teams play in class five in opposite brackets. So we'll both win. They'll face each other for the state championship. And Mike Holmes' alma mater is playing the Kickapoo Chiefs. They will meet Troy Buchanan at noon today. That'll be a tough assignment. Troy Buchanan's in the St. Louis area. A very, very good team. But it doesn't really matter because whoever wins has to face Staley from Kansas City. And Staley played to the Tournament of Champions. Now. Yeah, those dudes are good. <laughs> some studs right there. To imagine baseball being played any in, any place in the world right now when you step outside in the Ozarks today, but the World Baseball Classic is happening. How's Team USA doing? Team USA has made it into the quarterfinals, and this is the key now. It was pool play, and they finished first in their pool. Actually, they don't. That's true. They're not, not true. They finished second to Mexico. So both Mexico and the USA I go on to the quarterfinal round. The key is here. This is one and done. This is a knockout round. Quarterfinals, semifinals, championship, one loss, and it's sayonara. And that's why I worry about Team USA. Yeah, they have all these big stars and big sluggers and all that, but these guys haven't played to their capabilities, and there's a reason why. They're in spring training. They're still spring training. These other teams, like the team they will play tomorrow night in the quarterfinals, they have been playing all winter long, and they are sharp. It'll be USA versus Venezuela in the quarterfinals. Venezuela is one of the top teams in the world. So is the Dominican Republic. So is Cuba. So is Japan. And all these teams are into the quarterfinal or knockout round. So we're going to see what happens. But uh, we'll just keep our fingers crossed for the USA ball club with Trout and Arnado and Schwarber and Goldschmidt and all these power hitters and hope that... Hope the offense comes around. Speaking of baseball, the baseball Bears luckily aren't playing here in town, are they, this weekend? No, they're in North Carolina to play. They flew out yesterday, but uh, you say luckily they'll, they'll get to play, I'm pretty sure, unless the weather's foul on the east and haven't, haven't looked at that. But 
This ain't no weather show, Ned. It is not. (laughs) And we're not going to dwell on it except to say that it's too blasted cold. And what's spring? Spring is just three or four days away, isn't it? First first day of spring. That's what they say. They're lying to us. I thought this wasn't a weather show. (laughs) (laughs) We're not going to talk about it. Anyway, the Bears have a very tough weekend assignment. They're playing East Carolina. And the East Carolina Pirates, folks, are the number 10 Division I team in America. Same grouping with... UCLA and Arkansas and Arizona and Vanderbilt and people like that. Some of the great team, Miami. But East Carolina has very quietly built their program into a national power. And that's who the Bears will play in three games coming up today, tomorrow, and Sunday. That's weather permitting in Greenville, North Carolina. East Carolina is very good. I think the Bears are too. Bears have a lot of offense. And you look for that to be coming to the fore very quickly. Already has coming off a two-game sweep of Southeast Missouri, but that's not the same as playing East Carolina. This will be a nice little challenge for Missouri State. Should be, and uh, hopefully they can keep this momentum going. It's been a minute since they had a, a good, a, a really good, consistent team, and I'm excited if this could be the year for that to happen. All right, well, I mean, if you watch sports on TV for the next few days, we know what you're probably going to watch. But don't forget, there's something else going on in the country, another national championship. And it is great, and it is in the area, down in Tulsa, Oklahoma, right in the city. It's the NCAA National Wrestling Championships, and it is a very big deal, folks. Very big deal. The crowds, well, they're enormous. They sell out for every match. The defending national champion is Penn State, and they have the lead, the team lead, after the first round. Mike, have you ever watched this? This is not to be construed with pro wrestling, folks. This is this is the real thing. This is the scientific, and and they it's very scientific and and very much a thinking sport and how you develop your holds and how you're able. It's, it's I wrestled in high school just you, for a little bit. Well, I mean, I did it for a, I did it for at least the last part of junior high into early high school when I moved here and. I ended up really messing up my elbow, and I and I, I was just I was so concerned about playing football, so I just kind of gave it up. But I, I'll tell you right now, the physicality to be a wrestler. The only other thing that I know of that pushes you that hard is like boxing, where it's just like there's like this level of endurance that you have to have to wrestle. They'll they'll run you to your puke, man. That is your key is the endurance. That's how you do it. It isn't the it isn't isn't the power. Boxing is a concussive sport in which you're hit, hitting somebody. This one you're pinning them and you're physically trying to overpower them. And yet it isn't necessarily with strength. It's done with scientific movement. I, I love the sport. I think it's a great one. I'm glad you mentioned that about football. When I was in high school, back 900 years ago, that's how the football players maintained their off-season conditioning. It was in the wrestling program. The conditioning programs they go through, oh my goodness sake, to do those, see those kids doing 100 push-ups and about 700 sit-ups per round, oh my. And then to lose weight. If you had to make make weight to be in your particular category you went in the showers with a sweatsuit on and you did sit-ups with the steam coming in <laughs> you've never heard about fight milk have you what is that <laughs> fight milk <laughs> yeah fight milk <laughs> it's a joke it's from a tv show called it's always sunny in philadelphia you're right i haven't seen that. well it's, well, a it's good not always it's sunny good, in philly <laughs> yeah hey it is always sunny in philadelphia and uh, if you ever do come across some fight milk don't drink it have a wonderful st patrick's day sir and to you sir